Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the How To Girl podcast. I'm your host, Eliana, and welcome to episode 11. I'm currently recording this podcast on my phone, so trying out something new today. My laptop, oh, love her. May she rest in peace. After nine strong years, she gave out on me the other day. She was RIP, but TBH, I kind of knew that was coming. Um, I had my laptop since, uh, I want to say I was in eighth grade, and I just graduated college last um, December, so if that shows you how long I had it for, she definitely did her full time, so anyways, with that though, I'm on my phone now recording, so I don't know, I guess we're going to see how this goes, but so far so good. I'm using the Anchor app for anyone who's curious. Um, Honestly, the sound quality on it is pretty good. I'm curious to see how it will export. So let me know if it sounds great, if the quality is good. Because, you know, like, I could think that. But also, what's really important is what you guys think. But that's not the point. Anyways, getting into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about relationship red flags. This can also apply to my people who are dating. Um, it kind of just all goes in with one another. But moving on, if you're new here, let me just tell you about something I do at the beginning of all my episodes. I like to give a quote or an affirmation for you. So this week's quote slash affirmation is kind of personal to me. I am in the season of, um, how do I explain this? Like super grateful for everything that's going on, but it's a kind of a confusing time because a lot of my personal beliefs are being questioned. Um, and just things of that sort in terms like I'm questioning them just because of life events. But anyways, I think the biggest lesson out of all of this has really just been to surrender to the unknown. So that's kind of the quote I want to tell you guys this week. So the quote is surrender to the unknown and trust the universe to guide you through it. Really like that. I think there's something beautiful and also refreshing about you know, once the worst has happened or like you just feel like things just can't get any worse, I feel like at that point, it's kind of a relief because you're like, well, shit, <laughs> all I have to do is surrender. Like, well, like, what else can I do? Like, you know, like what's, what's next? So anyways, I really like that. And I want to share that with you guys. Relationship red flags. Um, let's talk about it. I asked you guys on my Instagram story what your relationship red flags were, and you guys fucking geek me. I was laughing so hard at some of the things you guys said, and so um, I'm definitely going to share that at the end of today's episode, so uh, stick around for that, but man, it's really brutal out here, isn't it? The dating world is like not what I expected dating to be. Like growing up, I think I had this like expectation that I would get like a spring ring by the end of my college career. Um, and yeah, that's like probably the farthest thing uh, of life events where I'm at. So anyways, there's that. But yeah, I want to talk about some of my personal relationship red flags that I look out for when I'm dating someone or just seeing someone new. Um, this could also apply though if you're in a relationship, just like, you know, being observant of someone's behavior. But all of these are based on patterns of behaviors that I've noticed with the guys I've dated throughout my dating journey. So take that as you will. So Whenever I start to date someone, there are a few things I look out for, uh, and one of those things is how they communicate with me. Listen, I get it. We all live busy lives, you know, but 
if someone is inconsistent with their communication with me, meaning like, you know, I'll hear from them either every other day or every few days, or if I do hear from them every day, it's usually late at night and the conversation really has no value or context to it. It's just very surface level. That to me is a red flag only because, like I said, we all live busy lives. I get it. But also, I feel like if you're genuinely interested in someone, by nature, you just want to know like what they're up to, like what they're doing, because like you're interested in this person. So like, I feel as if the things they're doing with their day and just how they're doing just kind of naturally come with that. Bottom line is it really takes nothing for someone who's actually like genuinely interested in getting to know you as a person to take two to five minutes out of their day to intentionally ask you like, hey, how are you? And I think that's where the bottom line comes down for me. It's I have to be with someone who intentionally communicates with me. Oh, fuck. Did y'all hear my laundry in the back? Probably did. Oh, well. Like I said, (laughs) we really roughing it out here with the phone is what it is. I'm just trying to keep up the consistency. But getting back to the point here, I'll give you a perfect example. So a few months ago, I started dating this orthopedic resident. Awesome guy, despite how things went down. But moral of the story is like, if you've ever dated a medical resident or you know someone who is either in medical school or in their residency right now, like, you know, they do not have like much time at all. Like, I mean, let alone enough time to even sleep. But this man would text me every single morning and say good morning and say he hopes I have a good day. And that was intentional communication. And I'm so grateful to have that exchange with him because it really did set a standard that if they wanted to, they would. And if somebody's interested in you, they will make the effort to, you know, communicate with you and just see how you're doing. So that is a red flag for me if he's inconsistent with with his communication or if he's not intentional with his communication. Something else I look out for when I start dating someone new is if they take the time to get to know me past the surface level base, meaning they ask about my friends and my interests and my hobbies, just, you know, really trying to get to know what makes up me. Uh, so to me, if I'm dating someone and they aren't asking about those things, I see that as a red flag, just because going back to a point we made earlier that if someone's interested in you, like, why wouldn't they want to get to know those parts about yourself? So I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, I naturally will just communicate those things in conversation. But moving forward past that conversation, if they aren't bringing those things up just like naturally, I see that as a red flag just because I don't think that person's really interested in getting to know you. And I have enough friends. (laughs) I don't need any more guy friends. I'm naturally a girl's girl by nature. So I'm good. I'm really intentional when I date. And if you're not really wanting to get to know what makes up me, then that's fine. But this isn't a right fit then because... I want to be with someone who, you know, is interested in my life and wants to know what I'm doing with it. And I want to give that energy back to someone just as much. So yeah, 
that's a red flag for me if he does not take the initiative to get to know you past the service level. One of the biggest things I look out for when I start talking to someone is I listen for the language that they're using to describe the people around them. Because what he's willing to say about the people in his life is really going to show you what he's willing to say about you when you're not around. So for me, I think it's a red flag if a guy degrades his exes or talks about them in a disrespectful manner. Because one, there's always two sides to every story. No relationship is just so black and white. And two, you know, if you guys didn't work out, think about like what he could possibly say about you to others. And like, you know, who cares? But at the same time, like, I would hope that, you know, you'd want to be with someone who is respectful to you, you know, in and out of the relationship. So that's a red flag for me. Another red flag would be if he gossips about his friends or family members. That's going to also really show you his character. Uh, I also think if he makes fun of his family members, but like in a hurtful way, that's not just like sibling love and like picking fun at each other. Because if he's intentionally trying to be hurtful, then to me, that's a red flag because if you continue to seriously date this person and, you know, who knows, maybe you guys end up getting married one day and, you know, or even if not even married, like even if you're like in a serious relationship with someone, you know, naturally you just meet their family and you kind of become intertwined in that way. Um, at least from my experience, that's kind of what happened with the people I've dated. But, you know, if they're willing to be hurtful to their family members and you eventually become one of their family members, like I don't know, like I personally don't know if I want to take that risk of them, you know, treating me that way or even just describing me in a hurtful matter to their family members. So that's why I see that as a red flag. So definitely be mindful of the way he talks about the people in his life. Moral of the story. Um, Moving on to our next red flag. So I also think that there needs to be a balance between who's asking who to hang out. I think if one partner makes more of the effort to create plans then it messes up the polarity of the relationship. And I think eventually one person will feel as if they're more invested than the other person. So to me, when I start dating someone, I watch out for how often I'm asking them to hang out and then how often they're asking me to hang out. It is not a, you know, one for one score. So I'm not trying to like describe it as like that way. I'm trying to describe it as like, I like to see if someone's making effort to want to see me. And I have no problem making that first move but you know I don't want to constantly feel like I'm asking you to hang out or I feel like I'm chasing after you like I want to know that you know you equally want to see me as well you're not just like being agreeable so it's a red flag to me if he does not take initiative to make plans I think it's totally fine and you should ask a guy if he wants to hang out But if you notice you're the only one asking or you feel like you consistently ask more so than he does, then my advice to you would be to take a step back and just wait for him to ask. And if he goes more than a week without making that attempt or, you know, at least communicating to you that he would like to see you in the near future, I would just take a step back and I would just kind of wait and see and just observe. And 
don't make plans with him. And if he hasn't communicated that he wants to hang out with you or he hasn't made the effort to make plans after a week, I would reevaluate if this is the right relationship for you. Um, An alternative to this as well, if he does express that he wants to see you, but he just hasn't had time or whatever excuse he has, or maybe it's a real reason, then I would give him the benefit of the doubt, okay? And then I would give it two weeks or a week and a half. It depends on how long you're willing to wait for um, him to make that move. But yeah, after two weeks, if he has not really made that effort, I would cut your losses, TBH, and I would label it as a red flag and then just evaluate how you want to move forward with this person. But, you know, to me, again, I really want to be with someone who wants to see me as much as I want to see them. And, you know, I'm not expecting to be up to each other's asses every day and like see each other every single day. But I do want to know that there's mutual interest involved and that it's not just me pursuing one person and feeling like I have to chase after them. Because I think that's what it really comes down to is just wanting to feel like I'm not having to chase after your attention or your time, especially if quality time is something that's really important to you. Something else worth mentioning, um, I guess just in relation to this topic, is if a guy is saying he can't hang out because he does not have the financial means to, I totally think it's okay to you know suggest hanging out at each other's houses, grab some Jenga, grab us some Connect Four, you know, a bottle of wine. You can make it like a fun little home activity. I'm naturally a homebody by nature, so I like hanging out at people's houses, but I do want to express this, and that is if you do decide to take that route, I would just go into your hangouts with knowing like what you're comfortable with and your boundaries. So I feel like a lot of times, unfortunately, People expect that like if you hang at each other's houses, it's like this given that you like Netflix and chill and you like will do things with each other. But I don't think that always has to be the case. As long as you express that from the get-go, that like, hey, like I'm not interested in that, and you express like what you are comfortable with, then that just really sets a standard of how your time together is gonna go. But that's not just getting off topic here. Getting back to the point here, yeah. Suggest that as an alternative. If he tries to make an excuse like, oh, I just can't, I don't really have the means to like go out and go do something or go to the bars. Okay, that's fine, dude. Like, let's play Connect for your place. It's all good. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I would suggest that as an alternative if that is a topic that ever gets brought up with someone you're dating. Okay, so now for the best part of this entire episode, I'm going to read off what you guys submitted to me uh, when I asked on my Instagram story what your red flags are. So there seems to be a common theme among all of these. A lot of them were kind of the same thing. Uh, but the biggest ones that stood out to me was, uh, someone says, okay, if he wears flip-flops, red flag. Totally agree. I, I cannot agree with this more. Like it's just, it's a vibe. It's an ick. You can't really describe it, but it, it is what it is. I, I get you. I feel you, girl. Um, if he doesn't have pillowcases, sheets, or more than one pillow on his bed, definitely think that's also a red flag because that shows that he really does not know how to take care of himself in that way, like on like a household level, I guess if you could say. Okay. Uh, another one is if he uses three-in-one products. 
also, that's fair. If he wears cross necklaces or has an obnoxious amount of jewelry on him at once. I also get this. I, I can't describe it. It's just a vibe. You just see it and you're just like immediately turned off, at least to me. I feel that. Uh, if Travis Scott or Kanye West is one of his top three favorite artists, I don't really think I need to go any deeper into this. This one's pretty self-explanatory why that's a red flag. Gym bros are red flags for a lot of you guys. I could also see why, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to talk on that really quick. I think gym bros are red flags because guys who are obnoxious about posting that they go to the gym, I feel like have a deeper rooted insecurity about themselves. So nine out of 10 times, these wonderful, fabulous girls will end up with these gym bros and they'll like inflate their ego just because like naturally, you know, like I get it. Like naturally you just want to compliment someone and like give love to receive it. I get it. But I think with that though, their ego gets inflated and it was already really insecure to begin with. So when their true colors come to the surface, they unfortunately screw over these girls sometimes. And you know, then the gym bros get a bad rep, but they get a bad rep because they were always insecure to begin with. I'm not talking about all of them, but I am talking about the guys who only post their gym progress on Instagram, not because they're trying to provide any inspiration like from it, but because they're just trying to show off to other guys around them that either, I don't know, maybe they're trying to fucking prove something or maybe you just have a small dick. I don't know what it is, but yeah, red flags when it comes to some gym bros. Not all, let's not discredit all of them, but like 90% of them. All right, moving on. Accounting and finance majors. I see it. I get what you mean. I think the reason those two majors are red flags for a lot of women is because I have noticed that the men I've met who majored in these fields tend to be a bit egotistical and misogynistic in the way they have spoken to me. So anyways, through that observation, I think I've come to see that a lot of men in these majors will try to assert their dominance over you through just facts and reasoning, and it can feel really belittling, um, especially if you were just as knowledgeable in those areas. So I think that's why it's a bit of a red flag to women, just because of the way some of these men communicate their thoughts, or just in general, to other women. So anyways, that's just my two cents on it, but I totally see why it's a red flag, no matter what your reasoning for is for that. Anyways, uh, next red flag is if he asks for your Snapchat instead of your number, fucking yes. I think this is the biggest red flag ever to the point that I've actually just started saying that I don't have a Snapchat. Uh, and (laughs) if it ever gets brought up later, like, oops, whatever, we're already here. But yeah, no, it's like the literal biggest ick. Just grow the fuck up and just ask me for my phone number. Like, what are we in middle school? Don't ask me for my fucking Snapchat. Like, that is like the biggest turnoff ever. Like, you could be like the hottest dude ever. But if you ask me for my Snapchat, I immediately, like, my vagina just dries up instantly. Like, (laughs) there's just like, it's like, it's a no from me. Uh, Anyways, moving on. J or T names. J names, totally get it. I have never heard anyone have a red flag with a T name, but you know what? I was thinking about it and I was like, I feel like I've had a friend or two say this. So you know what? We're going to just group them with the Js. They're just as bad as the Js. So J or T names are really just like any boy name. 
<laughs> They're all red flags all across the board, every single letter. Uh, yeah, totally see that one. And then lastly, the biggest red flag, and I like foolhardly fucking agree with this, is men that are mama's boys. Oh my God. Listen, I definitely think you, are, you should respect your mom. You also should be close with your mom. I mean, you don't have to be, but like, you know, it's good to have like a good relationship with your mom. But the men who won't stick up for their girlfriends or significant others against their family members, especially their moms, give me the fucking ick. Because it's like, bro, fly away. Fly away from the nest, okay? It's time to move on. And I think just like, there's something about Mammoth Boys that's just like, you can't really compete with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you supposed to like, what are you supposed to say? Like, are you supposed to, like, complain about someone's mom? Like, no, that's, like, someone's fucking mom. So, like, it puts women who are dating men like that in, like, the hardest position because, like, you... I feel like you have to, like, deal with the struggle between, like, not wanting to overstep and be disrespectful towards someone's family member, especially someone you care about and they're, like, you know, their mom. But also, like, bro, stand up for me. Like, advocate for me. Like, I'm your girlfriend. I deserve just as much as respect. And yeah, I think men who let their moms treat their significant others poorly or just like, you know, even let them like speak about them poorly. I just think that's the biggest red flag. So it's a no from me. Never been my thing. I think I will take a hard pass on it. And with that, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I know that I don't really know how my sound quality is going to turn out on this. So if you're still listening, I just appreciate you so freaking much. I feel like these next few weeks, these episodes are going to be like so unhinged because like there's only so much I can edit like on my phone within this app. So a lot of this is just like truly like super candid and raw. So I just appreciate you for taking me as I am and, you know, supporting my show and whatnot even throughout this challenging time not having a laptop or software to use but I do have an app and a phone so I'm grateful for that and I'm trying to see this as an opportunity you know like break out of my comfort zone you know whatever with it so anyways with that um I will have I don't really think I can upload things to my website because that was all my computer browser so if you want any information that was talked about in today's show notes, I can send you a picture of like my notes I written down, like when I was like scripting everything um, for you to just look over. But if not, make sure you follow the How To Girl podcast on Instagram at the How To Girl podcast. If you want to follow your girl on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at hello Eliana. Everything will be listed in the podcast show notes just it won't be on my website it'll just be like on the episode link like whenever you play the episode anyway it's not the point um yeah i hope you guys have a wonderful week and weekend and until next time bye guys